Good morning. And we're going on a drive this morning. And if you're driving with me this morning, we are probably on the school run. Which means we're not in a hurry, but we are on a timeline. Three children, two schools, deadlines. And we're driving along, it's all going smoothly, and we've just run into some roadworks and some temporary traffic lights. And we're second in line in the queue, and they've just changed to red. So we're not going anywhere. Handbrake on, gear to neutral, check the steering wheel, check with the passengers, make sure they know what's going on this afternoon after school, who's picking them up, what time. Uh, check the rearview mirror, smooth the hair down, smooth the other one the other side. Uh, and start, you know, looking, and the lights have changed, but we're still not moving. Handbrake off, first gear, clutch, balancing on the accelerator, and the car in front still has not moved. <laughs> Trying to catch the eye in the rearview mirror, quick wave, possibly even a few sarcastic comments. If you wait long enough, they'll change back. And, oh, we're, we're moving, finally. Thank goodness for that. Waiting while the lights are on red is fine. They're on red. Traffic lights are permanently on red. They spend more time on red than they do on green. And that's just life. That is just normal waiting for life. But when they're on amber and when they're on green and you're still waiting, then that's a different story because we should be moving by now and we don't quite understand why. And that is also is, is kind of trickier. That waiting for life is what happens a lot. And that's more normal in life generally. In our household, we wait for the pizza man to come. Did somebody say, just wait? <laughs> we wait. We wait for the snow to fall. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And minus one degrees, 90% chance, where is it? It's, it's coming, but it's, it should be here by now. We also wait for the new version, new series of Star Wars on Disney+. And they put it back by three weeks again. And it's just not fair. On a slightly different time scale, slightly different scope, we wait to meet the right person. God said, God said, God promised it would be I'd meet the right person. We wait for a new job. God promised me. And there's still nothing happening. And there's nothing much we can do to make these things happen. Yes, the pizza man will come. Yes, it will snow. Um, and yes, God will fulfill his promises. But that's really hard. And while you're waiting in those periods, it can be really tricky. I have some advice for you. Um, an American author once said, hustle while you wait. In, in the UK, we have this thing where if we're waiting, waiting equals inactivity. You know, we stand and wait for the bus. We stand and wait for the train. We stand and we just do nothing. But the whole point of waiting is that it's, it's a time to do something else. Yeah. It's not time for the snow to fall, so go play on the beach, um, <laughs> for example. And the Bible, being a book full of good advice, has plenty to say on waiting. And I've just picked out two verses that give you some ideas. Make the most of every opportunity. Colossians 4, 5. Be very careful then how you live. Don't waste time. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity. We didn't see it at the time, but lockdown was waiting. We were waiting for the scientists to do their thing. We were waiting for all sorts of things. And some people learned to play a musical instrument. Some people learned to paint, to draw, to sketch, and all sorts of things. And that's great. In our house, it was a slightly different picture, and we just got on with it. <laughs> However, that is not patience as written in the Bible. It is as written in the dictionary, grace, graciously putting up with delays and being patient. In the Bible, patience means something different. The word that we translate as patience comes from a Greek word, makrothymia, 
macro, meaning long or big, and thymia, meaning suffering. So patience is long-suffering. You see it in things like the authorized version of the Bible, love, joy, peace, long-suffering. And long-suffering is, is a slightly different flavor. Um, it's, if you had kind of a modern translation now of patience in today's English, it would be long-tempered. Be long-tempered, don't be short-tempered. Don't be quick to get your revenge and high-speed, hot-headed retribution, I'll get them back. That's short-tempered. Long-tempered is, is kind of different. It's a bit difficult to describe, but fortunately, it's in the Bible again, and God is frequently described as being long-suffering. The phrase that we see in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, is slow to anger. The Lord is slow to anger, gracious and compassionate, kind, loving, steadfast new mercies, social media pictures of sunrises, new every morning, and it's all great. Um, and we remember that if, as long as we repent in time, we'll be okay. But that's not what's going on here, because slow to anger is still lurking in all those verses. And we just, yeah, patient, gracious, compassionate, new every morning. But what we see instead is that God is slow to anger. Um, I've got an example of a slow to anger that we're going to put on the, the screen. Because God, patient, yes. Permissive, no. The Lord is slow to anger, but great in power. The Lord will not leave the guilty unpunished. His way is in the whirlwind and the storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. A new name for Jesus or for God, Jehovah Firepower, the God you, the God you don't mess with. If, if this God drums his fingers with impatience, the mountains will quake. You don't mess. God waited patiently, that's macrothymia with long-suffering, in the days of Noah, while the ark was being built. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved. Now, there's some discussion about how long it took Noah to build the ark. There aren't enough dates and dates and um, ages and births and so on to say exactly how long it took. But most theologians, most people who've studied it, reckon it took 35, 40, maybe 50, maybe as many as 75 years to build the ark. It's, it's not clear. But that's a long time. And if you read that verse in its full context, God isn't waiting for Noah to build the ark. God is waiting for the sinful people to repent. And he's waiting. And he's already decided what he's going to do. Noah's building the ark. He's not going to get there at the end of 50 plus years and say, oh, it's okay, we don't need it. God's decided in advance what's happening. God's decided, he planned it all out way, way back, even before he told Noah to build the ark, that the ark was going to be built and he was going to flood and wipe out all the sinful people. He waited for the people. There was room on the ark for repentant passengers. So, as it happened, only eight were saved. Noah, his three sons, his wife, and their wives. So, we kind of see that what happened there was that God took the appropriate action at the appropriate time. This means, then, long-suffering and patience for us is not about bearing and suffering and bearing and suffering and endlessly putting up with it. Because it's called long-suffering, and God is slow to anger. It doesn't say he never gets angry. And it's not eternal suffering. Eternal suffering is hell. Literally. This is long-suffering. So we need to be long-suffering. It gets a bit tricky because, you know, what we think of as being patient is more like slowly getting more angry and, and putting more bullets in the gun and more powder in the barrel so that when you do finally decide to be not patient anymore... You're really going to know about it because bullets will fly and shrapnel will go off. And that's really not the idea either. 
that's what we think of as, as long-suffering. Oh, yes, martyr mode. Oh, oh, oh. And it's not like that. What we've got to realize is that it's not about slowly getting more angry and then just going off. God didn't. He didn't just wait 40, 50 years and then say, right, that's it, torrential rain. It was all planned out and measured, and it was appropriate action at the appropriate time. We need to find that as well. That's what patience really is. What, what we have is an internal monologue that goes, I wish they'd empty the dishwasher. I wish they'd fix the washing machine. I wish they'd put the bins out. I wish they'd uh, fix the car. I wish they'd do this. I wish my, my neighbor would stop with the loud music. With people, yes, we do need to be long-suffering, and people do need reminding. I've noticed that you haven't emptied the dishwasher, if you could be so kind, please. I've noticed that you haven't changed the light bulb if you get five minutes later. Um, and part of long-suffering in the Hebrew, in the original Hebrew in the Old Testament, comes from having a long nose. So deep breath. It's kind of the deep breath and then start. And remember, patience is followed by kindness in this little list with love at one end and self-control at the other. So you've got to make sure your action is appropriate and timely. And while you're remembering all that, remember that people are being patient with you too. And God is being patient with you too. And you need to be patient with you too, because you aren't perfect, neither am I. People do need reminding. And God is not like that. God has not got you on some heavenly to-do list that you might get done today or you might get pushed over to tomorrow. God is not stuck in traffic. God is not waiting by a red light. And you and your situation are in hand. Just make sure while you're checking your reflection in the mirror that God hasn't already shown you a green light and it's your move. Waiting for people can be exhausting. Waiting for God is slightly different. We have the last two up, please. Those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run, not get tired, and they will walk and not become weary. Isaiah 40, 31, well known. God isn't going to leave you incomplete and nearly finished and not quite. We actually sang this earlier. I was really delighted to see it. But I am confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So, while you're waiting for God, and that can be tough too, there are two more practical examples right there on the screen for you to do while you're waiting. Run the race, walk the walk. They're there. Those who wait for the Lord will do those things. So if you're hustling while you're waiting for God, there's two quick examples to get you started. I'll wrap up there. Thank you for your patience.